It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. Hello, it is your partner, Big Boy. Interested in giving back to your community while making new connections in your neighborhood? Introducing Neighbor to Neighbor, a California volunteers network that empowers you to take action, contribute to local needs, and be a part of something bigger than yourself. Visit caneighbors.com to learn more about how you can get to know your neighbor and strengthen your community. Neighbor to Neighbor, it takes a neighborhood. Hello. Hello and welcome to Stop Hammer Time. My name is Phil Whelans and since we last spoke to you, we have uh, uh, been to, uh, I've been to four games of football. Um, I guess this week, well, my co-host this week, Jim Grant, has been to five games of football. So there's a lot of football to talk about. Um, uh, we should probably talk about it in reverse order because it sort of gets worse as it goes along. But uh, <laughs> we'll, uh, we'll, start, um, we'll start by uh, saying hello to Jim Grant. Hello. Hi. Hello. Good evening. Uh, we, uh, we've seen a lot of football. You've seen five and I've seen four. Yeah, it's been sort of relentless, really. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> yeah. Um, uh, we went to Crystal Palace at the weekend and then we went and did a pub quiz. Uh, we did, we did. And we uh, we came joint top. Joint top. And then, and then lost in a narrow tiebreak. Lost in a narrow tiebreak, yeah. yeah. Um, yes, Crystal Palace. Well, I you know, um, if, if ever a 4-3 scoreline uh sort of misrepresented a game this this was it wasn't it i mean yes. I, I you you look at that and you think oh it must have been a you know an end-to-end thriller <laughs> yeah um yeah. but they really outplayed us in a way well we haven't really been outplayed like that since the brighton game i would say i, I don't think it was quite as desperate as the brighton no game, i mean but, you know we I, you know, we were sort of present we yeah. we just um i mean you know, you and I said at the time, this is a possible byproduct of that sort of fatigue of playing so yeah. many games because we, you know, we were there and we were competitive is not really the right word, but we were just not at it. Second balls, we could just couldn't win second balls. Quite often we would win the ball back through hard work and then just pass it to one of their players. Again. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. I um, mean, I think <clears throat> I think that that would be the only sort of mitigating factor would be that sense that they have been playing, you know, game after game after game. And uh, in spite of signing nine players or whatever it was in the summer, it turns out we still have quite a thin squad. Absolutely. Um, And it's reached the point where, um, you know, the, the, the nucleus of players that he feels he can rely on has shrunk to about 12. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Um, they play um, every. They play every game. And, yes, absolutely. Uh, it's not surprising that they are now 
beginning to be a little bit leg weary. Um, and it's a worry, isn't it? Because, yeah. you know, um, the two things we, you know, we're after are um, our continued presence in the Premier League, yeah. but also to win this European tournament. And I mean, if we're just... Yeah. If we're just knackering ourselves playing the games we need to play well in to stay in the Premier League at the expense of winning this European trophy so that we give ourselves the worst possible chance to win that trophy, it's just uh, losing on all fronts. It's a kind of lose-lose situation. And it does feel that that could well be where this is going. You know, we, we... God, I mean, it was difficult, wasn't it? We would have liked to have felt that we could come out of those two games. I think Crystal Palace have always been a difficult team and, and have a lot of talent, and we will talk more about that game uh, specifically. But but come out of Liverpool, you know, and Palace with, I don't know, one point. Because those are fine yeah. margins, aren't they? I mean, yeah. just something to get us just another point away from the relegation zone. Because now we've got two games coming up this week. Uh, you yeah. know, meaning another. We already played three games in eight days with uh, Bournemouth, Liverpool, and Crystal Palace, and now we're going to play three games in eight days with uh, Crystal Palace, Manchester City, and Manchester United. Yeah, um, it's you know, it's utterly relentless, and it's really you know, looking quite nailed on that we get nil point from these two games this week. Yeah, well, I mean, I suppose you know the crumb of comfort is that is that in the end, uh, goal difference wasn't wasn't damaged as badly yeah. as it might have been, and that's kind of worth a, a point, isn't it? Yes. Um, and I think you know, last one or two results have gone all right for us. I mean, last night's draw probably suited yeah. us. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, we've still got that little bit of a cushion. It could get a bit squeaky, but yeah. you still feel actually. It would take quite a lot for, um, you know, three of those bottom five clubs to go past, all to go yeah, past. Yeah, it, you yeah. Know. Um, um, and it's in our own hands in that we play two of them, you know. So, yes, that's right. Yeah, Leicester and Leeds, isn't it? You know, but How many it, games have got to go? Four? We've got five, I think. So it's Leicester, Leeds, uh, the two Manchesters, and who else? Uh, Bre- um, Brentford. Brentford, yeah. Um, Palace were very good, weren't they? Uh, their attacking um, unit is is uh, pretty awesome. As a lady, uh, Zaha and Ayu and Schlupp joining in the attack was it was we. You know, I mean, we we sort of competed with them, but we just fell short because we couldn't hold on to the ball. In a, in a way, that sort of possible kind of fatigue might have explained, you know, Tom, Thomas Suchek's inexplicable, after yeah. scoring a very good goal, his just yeah. his very tired first touch of that ball from Fabianski leading to it being pounced on, you know. Yeah, I mean, their, their defending from set pieces was obviously woeful. Yeah. He scored three out of four corners and actually threatened at the one that we didn't score from. Um, yeah. And... Um, you know that 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 if you're going to get three goals from set pieces away from home, uh, you need not to concede four softish goals, which is what yeah. what what we did. You know, um, yeah, they were they were they were very good with the ball, Palace, but like Brighton, very very good without it. Um, yeah. You know, far as you say, just second ball after second ball, they were winning. 
put us under very good pressure um, in, in uncomfortable areas. Um, yeah, they've been given a bit of a new lease of life, I think, by by Hodgson, oddly enough, and uh, played with a kind of kind of freedom that you know that sometimes you know sometimes it's good to play teams that are essentially safe, um, yeah. but sometimes they. Uh, play with a kind of celebratory freedom, which is, yeah, which is what, what Palace did, you know. Um, um, this podcast is going to be uh, uh, the story of our rediscovery of set pieces, isn't it? Because some yeah. of the other games, yeah. uh, um, you know, our goals came for set pieces. And, and I mean, that is um, uh, encouraging in a sense, well, in quite a big sense, in that yeah. when we just could not score goals for Toffee, um we were sort of bemoaning the kind of lack of opportunities from set pieces because we were good at them in the last couple of seasons. And we seem to have rediscovered that. Um, the goals yeah. in the Palace game, um, I think it's I think it's a, it's a Bowen corner, I think, that comes in. And, um, you know, terrible header away from Eze, a good finish from Suchek. Yeah. And I think it might be the Emerson because yeah, Cresswell's not on yet. Emerson no. flicked on by Suchek, goal from Antonio. Then our third yeah. run is corner from Cresswell, flicked yeah. on again, Suchek, goal from Aguirre. Yeah. And yeah. the sort of flick on from Suchek is something that we did see because he's tall and, you know, at the near pace, post, if he can get to it. And it's it, it, seeing it makes you think it was a way we used to get goals and why have we not been exactly seeing it, you know? Exactly. Yeah, it's pretty weird. Well, we had that odd phase when uh, Declan Rice was taking the corners and turned out to be not very good at it. And um, I suppose Cresswell sort of of getting a few more games does improve the dead ball delivery. Um, And I have a little shout out for him, actually, because he's so often repeatedly written off, isn't he? And and actually, he's been pretty good. He came on and was one of our better players instantly yes. at Palace, I thought. Um, well, he made changes at half-time, didn't he? And yeah. uh, that's not something that happens all the time. I mean, there was a, clearly a problem down that left side. Yeah. Um, uh, I well, mean, Ben, ben just didn't help. Did he? He, he just he, has no idea how to defend at all. Um, um, he yeah, doesn't stand I, in the right place. He doesn't stand close enough to the player. He picks exactly the wrong distance to stand from... Um, an attacking player and sort of dances yeah. a bit in front of them and then yeah. he's run basket. He um, he started the season well, didn't he, by yeah. his standards, um, and was contributing a lot and and threatening. And I feel he has waned as the season yeah. has gone on. Uh and uh he came um he came on for four now, so he had struggled to be fair. I mean, I, yeah. he, I, I don't think we can necessarily Criticised taking taking four hours off. He he, he struggled yeah. to get into the game, um, but uh, Ben Rama had had one of his worst forty five minutes, I think, in recent. recent um, I mean, I, I you know uh, by some strange chance we were uh, chasing an equaliser at the end of the game, yeah, a completely undeserved equaliser, yeah. and yeah. the ball came to him, and he hit it into the top tier. I mean, it was absolutely. And we had our tall players up, you know, just yeah. need to put it It was unbelievable. The, uh, I don't know. No, it was extraordinary. His decision-making is just um, There was another moment in the second half, wasn't there, where 
he drifted in field quite effectively. Mm. The ball was a nice, was one of our few decent moves in the game. The ball came to him in a lot, you know, maybe 20, 25 yards. That was difficult to tell from our angle. Yeah. But certainly in space enough, it felt to either drive forward or shoot. And yeah. uh, he sort of dithered and then slid the ball sideways to someone with a bit of not enough weight on it. You know, it just yeah. it fizzled away, didn't it? And it, It's extraordinary. His decision-making is awful, yeah. including yeah. leaving Brentford and coming to West Ham. <laughs> um, just ex- uh, absolute. I mean, he will just do the wrong thing. Um, yeah. You know, the crosses just into the goalkeeper's hands, you know, shoots when there's clearly a forest of players' legs that he's going to hit, then doesn't shoot when he's got a clear path to the goal, passes instead. It's extraordinary. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, that is the thing, isn't it? Because Antonio is also, you know, bless him, is also capable of that but also capable of moments of brilliance uh, and, uh, you know, is actually in a sort of vein of quite good form. And I think it's, you know, perhaps something we'll come come on to, but if you have a front three of Bowen, Antonio and Ben Rama, one of those footballers has got to be a better player. It's just not strong enough for the Premier League. You know, I I, I agree. I I absolutely agree. I I think we, you know, we... I mean, obviously, Skamaka has, has has struggled and is now injured and, and yeah. so on. So that hasn't worked out well. Cornet's injury. You know, it did look in the summer as though that area of, of obvious, not, not so much, well, weakness, but thinness um, had been addressed. But it hasn't it hasn't panned out. And some of that's bad luck, isn't it? But some of it, yeah. you know... Um, looks looks like more than carelessness when it when it seems to happen over and over again to West Ham, isn't it? You know, yeah, players, yeah. players who 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 come in and and struggle to struggle to fit in, struggle to. I mean, you've, you know, it's been there in, to a certain extent in in Biketa, who, by the way, also struggled uh, against Palace and walked past us. We were very near the front, weren't we? He walked past mm. us, uh, having been substituted, looking very sort of sorry for himself, didn't he? Yes, yes. Yeah, he didn't I want think, to come I think off, he, but no, also but I, I think, think he felt was disappointed that he played with himself as yeah, well. Yeah, yeah. No, because in, in the last few games, he's been fantastic, you know, and we will yeah. come on to oh, that. Yeah. I mean, he's really yeah. starting to look the real article. But again, he might have been kind of exhausted having played against yeah. Bournemouth and Absolutely. Liverpool. You know, it might have just been, um, you know, we needed to sort of rotate a bit more. But, you know, he did make changes at half time. I mean, he's criticised for not making changes, but he did. He addressed that problem up the left side. Um, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, it was, yeah, it was a sort of a, a bad day of uh, the office. But I do sort of think that, um, you know, fatigue may have well have had a part to play. And that's just not going to yeah. get in Well, and, and, and the injury to Zuma as well, you know. So yeah. I don't know. I haven't, I'm not up to, a bit busy. I'm not up to speed with any news that's coming out about him. But Oh, I don't <laughs> think it's good. I mean, it, didn't I think look, they, it didn't look good. No, did it? no. I, th- I, think, I, th- I think he might not play again this season. It's ligament yeah. damage. It was actually yeah. a sort of follow through, wasn't it, from yeah. the scorer of that goal, which may have been uh, Eze. Um, yeah. Talking of Eze, that was the softest penalty. I mean, we're going to have a bit of penalty chat in this podcast, but but uh, that was the softest penalty I've ever seen given. It was ridiculous, absolutely ridiculous. Again, just put a hand on him, which you're allowed to do. And uh, he pretended that he had been pulled over, which he hadn't. I mean, you know, someone yeah. on Twitter posted a photo of 
the incident and went, there you are, it proves clearly a Crystal, Crystal Palace fan. And I went, well, it actually looks like a picture of a gear trying to keep him up. If you want to interpret what that picture is showing you, yeah. there's a man falling to the ground and it looks like he's holding onto his hand to try and stop him falling to the ground. It, it's absolutely, you know, the, the pundits all agreed. Um absolutely ridiculous i just don't and it went to var didn't it so it did, i yeah. can't imagine what they're concluding when they look at it ah oh, yes you see if we slow it down there's contact it's, it's okay if there's contact in yeah. football in the penalty area i i think the problem is that they're looking for as in defense and i, I don't often do this but in defense of the i would say the the the, the aim of it is to as far as possible, allow the on-field referee to to referee the game and 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 make decisions. Some of which, of course, will inevitably be open to to you know opinion and debate and whatever. They're not always completely objective. And yeah. I suppose the argument is they need to find evidence that um, he's obviously made a clear and obvious error. I think is the phrase that's um, yeah that's used. So. They can't really, you know, if it's if he has on the field interpreted the contact as yeah, that, yeah, they that and there is that contact, they they are reluctant, and I think fair enough. I don't think we want the games to be no, no, remotely no. refereed like computer games, but it it leads it leads to those disappointing things where you know you think well the referee on the field should be better. They they should all be better. I mean, I yeah. you know we've said this over and over and over again. You watch the refereeing in sort of. Um, major european tournaments and i know i suppose they're they're creaming off the the better ones but you do just get this sort of sense that ours are subpar really you know and yeah. and um that probably segues nicely into the liverpool game which yeah. was a shocking refereeing performance in 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 my view really really shocking yeah um, Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. Not just in one of those, you know, it wasn't full of glaring, awful, horrible errors, although there was one crucial one near the end. Yeah. But um, it was just a consistent failure to pick up on niggling fouls from Liverpool and, and all those little decisions all going their way in that kind of hugely frustrating yes. way. Yes. We saw it against Arsenal as well, didn't we? And I mean, yeah. I imagine that, you know, podcasts and, um, you know, fanzines of all of the teams that are not the kind of, as you called them, the Sky teams or European Super League teams, as I like to call them, you know, must all be complaining about the decisions that go in favour of those teams uh, whenever they come to play them. And... um 
it must be difficult as a sort of supporter of those teams seeing what we're all complaining about, you know, Liverpool fans and Manchester United fans seeing what we're complaining about. They must think, oh, we we get dealt with exactly the same. But if you're a fan of a team playing one of those teams and just see how routinely they can trip you up and it's just flat waved away by the referee, you trip them up. The identical infringement happens. Um, uh, yeah, you know, it isn't just, we, you know, we, we keep coming back to this theme and, 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 and supporters of clubs like ours do, um, time and again, but it's because we know it's true, and I, you know we know that over a long period of time the statistics bear it out uh, in terms mm. of the way decisions go, and and we know you know we don't know in the in in the sense of kind of utter objective fact, but we do know really, don't we, that if the handball that Thiago made happened, if it was and and the and the game was two one to West Ham, and it happened in our box, so yeah. you. Absolutely, no. That would have been a penalty. Yes. Um, and let's talk about that game. Uh, Let's talk about the Liverpool game. It was. um, uh, You thought it it was a worse performance than I did, didn't you? I think. Yeah. I mean, we got off to a really bad start in that game. Um, Though oddly, you know, we we scored. Uh, (laughs) Um, And what a goal! I mean, yeah, fantastic season. I think you know everything about it. We've slagged off Ben Rama, but his touch to start that uh, goal was was a moment of sublime uh, yeah. um, skill. Yes, it's a one-touch uh, layoff, isn't it? Uh, brilliant. One-touch layoff. Yeah, touch. very nice touch. And then two one-twos between Paqueta and Antonio. Yeah. If you sort of, I mean, they're, you know, in a sense, they are, um, they're both players. Antonio especially, where we've said, you know, ever since he signed for the club in 2015, if he has too much time to think about something, he'll uh, balls it up. But those one-twos, Paqueta was in both instances showing him what he wanted. And he did yes. it. You know, he yeah. did it. You know, yeah. it was instinctive. Paqueta had kept his run going. Antonio completely understood that all it needed him to do is redirect the ball. And he did that twice. And with the perfect weight, because he will... Overhit or underhit to yeah. uh, your <laughs> yard pass, but again, if he doesn't have too much time to think about it, it will be fine. Similarly with um, Ben Rama, I think you know, um, Paqueta had kind of started a run. Ben Rama saw it; the ball came down, and he just in one touch, you know, laid it off. Um, uh, it's kind of the yeah, one good, uh, one good thing he did in the game, but it was a fantastic guy. It was a fantastic finish. Um, yes. Yeah, absolutely fantastic. Yeah, it was um, great. Yeah, I mean, you know, they didn't they didn't score four goals like Crystal Palace did, and we made things hard for them. And uh, again, you know, we were sort of chasing an equaliser towards the end, as Agreed. we were bizarrely against Crystal Palace. But uh, we were uh, better. We, we were better in the second half. I thought we defended. Yeah. We got tighter to them. Didn't really give them too much opportunity. Uh, we, we 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 were we in the first half we did. A lot of that sort of we was like kind of we were sort of pressing, but not really. Yeah. You know, a lot of that kind of slightly half half hearted that that is that that is the worst of both worlds because it's yeah. easy to play through and means you have too many players up the pitch, you know, and so on. Um, and they didn't really capitalise on it as 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 much as you might have expected. I mean, their goal was. I mean. You know, he threaded it through the eye of a needle in terms of getting in and out, but it, but 
you've got to really, you know, somebody shouldn't be scoring that goal from there, should they no, really? No, no. Uh, well, like the Palace goals, really, they just cut us open, you know. Um, um, yeah, everyone kind of stood and watched. Really, um, it yeah. was in the Liverpool game that uh, um, we had a few uh, opportunities from corners, and that mm. really sort of, um, you know, after the Bournemouth game, that really uh, sort of cemented um, the notion that again we've become good at set pieces after yeah. you know half a season of being absolutely awful at them, um, both yeah. defending and. Scoring from them, um, Bowen had an offside goal, didn't he? And um, yeah, it, it was a great not, finish. And great, was, it looked it was, tight. It, that, it that was quite tight, but obviously, other end of the ground from us, so we couldn't yeah. see. We had a kind of flattened perspective, so I couldn't really see, you know. Um, it, it, and I didn't yeah. see a replay of it on match of the day, so no, I, mean, I, I guess I guess it was offside, yeah, 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 yeah. But I mean, it was it was quite tight, and um, uh. It's a shame he didn't save the finish for the for the legitimate chance he did get near the end, where yeah. he rather tamely passed it into uh, Alison's hands, um, having having hit a really good left foot finish first time round. Yes, uh, but Cornet blasted one over. Didn't yes, he, he did. Um, yeah, you yeah. know, you know, he's. I mean, we just. I. 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 We probably said this on the last podcast because it's sort of fairly obvious uh, conclusion to draw, but I. I just think. Um, you know, you've bought the guy. We just got to see what it's like, and I don't think we can see what he's like by just giving him eight minutes at the end of no, the match. It's really, it's really. I just don't think that that, in a way, is the worst of all worlds. It's like going, you know, well, I'm not sure if he's good enough. <laughs> you won't know if you don't play him. Well, and I don't think, and also, you can take him off. Yeah, he's not going to be stinking the place. So you take him off exactly. It um, would make sense if we had a left winger who was absolutely on fire and. Yeah, creating goals and banging them in, but we but we don't. It's a bit of a problem area at the moment, and yes, uh, absolutely. you know he deserves to have a have a, a crack at. But I mean, hopefully he will. Hopefully he'll play. We will obviously come on perhaps to talk a little bit about some you know uh, the impending uh, yeah. horror of tomorrow. Yeah. But yes. um, <laughs> um, uh, but that know, penalty that you know that there I could see quite a strong argument that it's um, you know not dissimilar to the shout. Uh, that came when Suchek kind of fell over the ball, hit his arm. But it wasn't like that because um, Tiago goes down and that's the same and his ball, his hand comes into contact with the ball. But basically his, the ball bounces between the ground and his hand a couple of times. You know, like when Wiley Coyote hits the ground and then bounces up into an overhang cliff and then bounces between (laughs) them like a sort of pneumatic gel thing. It did that to the point where he had essentially stopped the ball moving with his hand, stood up and cleared it. So it's like he's trapped the ball with his hand. Yeah, it was was, was hand to ball, not ball to hand. His hand moves to the ball. I mean, um, I I think the one... it was as much a penalty as the one that was given against uh, Ghent. Yeah, uh, and I, you know, I'm not sure that the Suchet one. But I think we got away with that. I mean, I, I think we, you know, we we probably got away. You wouldn't have complained. The one that I thought was outrageous in comparison was the Antonio one against Arsenal. We probably talked about that, but yeah. you know, where he's not looking at the ball, he's turned no. away. The ball has hit 
the arm that he's got by his side it's and, down, yeah. and bounced onto another arm when he's yeah. not looking at the ball. I mean, that was a ridiculous decision. But, but this the, one was uh, just outrageous. But with just, the Thiago one, it's like it's. I mean, you know, they they have made a rod for their backs by 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 constantly revising what they consider to be his. Yes. Yeah, and yeah, it's a mess. If you're arguing that Tiago, you know, it wasn't intentional, and I think that that's fine, but surely the benefit they gain from it, it's just too much. If like a defender is able to stop the ball with his hand, essentially put his hand on the ball to still it, to bring it to a standstill, as if he's taking a corner or a free kick or a penalty, and then get up and just clear it. I mean, it's. Yeah. You can't say it's unintentional if someone benefits from it to that extent. Yeah. Do you know what I, I mean? mean? Yes, absolutely. Well, I think the law says it doesn't have to be intentional. It's about your arm being in an unnatural position. Well, nothing is more unnatural than punching the ball into the ground. I don't care whether yeah. you may do it or not. That is handball. It's the utter different. I mean, it, I just staggering, beyond belief. And the point was, didn't go to V. Apparently, there was no VAR check. No, it's very weird. So, but it? that in itself is is bewildering. And yeah, you know, um, yeah, we were really, you know, I, you could argue we probably didn't deserve, maybe didn't deserve a point. But but we we you know we hung on into that in the game. Yeah. And, you know, we were definitely denied. At least the opportunity for for a point in a in a really yes yeah yes you know, and it is a shame not to have right. come out of that pair of fixtures with a point yeah it would um, have made a big difference I think you know that, that take would a have been a, yeah. yeah yeah it would have just it would have yeah just, just we really just need a, a handful of points to stay in the division and just one point yeah. from those well, two fixtures yeah. would have been good. Um, before we go to a play, I mean, we're, we are banging it long now, aren't we? It's it's now sort of official. It's become yeah. a tactic. And, you know, what we just weren't doing, we're winning any second balls from it against Crystal no. Palace. Um, no. um, there were times when it seemed to work in that Suchek headed it on to... Because it's, it's, a, it's the same old problem with... Um, you know, banging it up to a big man up front is that the person you expect it, you want it to land to is him. It needs to be sort of, yeah. if they're your striker, but they're also your header on of the ball. We used to see this with Andy Carroll, didn't we? Because Allardyce wanted yeah. it banged up long to Andy yeah. Carroll, who can only sort of really, you know, head it to himself because there's no one else up there, nobody else with him. So it would just go, yeah. you know, to a central defender or to their goalkeeper. And, um, once or twice it sort of worked, but whether Suchek or Antonio were in the right place to to head it onwards um, didn't really seem to matter. We just did it anyway. <laughs> we just banged it long. Yeah, to, I mean, Fabianski. in the old days when people played those kinds of long balls, you had you very often you, know, you usually had two. It was four four two, and very mm. often you had a striker, a secondary striker who was looking to run beyond the big man who'd flick yeah. it off or, uh, you know, the, uh, be there for the, for the layoff, you know? Um, but now when you really in, in that kind of four, sort of three, three sort of formation, mm -hmm. it's rarely the case that anyone gets close enough to your, your central, you know, your header on of the ball that, that it, that it's effective. And also yeah. against Liverpool, we just consistently, 
stuck the ball on Massip's head, didn't we? I mean, yeah, yeah, time, yeah. Time and time again, he is a giant, yeah. and there was no yeah. point trying to sort of, you know, bang it to a fictional person who is taller than Matip. Matip's yeah. just going to win all of those. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yes, it was a shame not to come away from that brace of games with uh, at least a point. But we um, we still have three games to talk about before those two games took uh, place, including our European adventure so far. Uh, but we'll carry on talking about those after this message. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Welcome back. Um, now, in the in the years we've been doing this uh, podcast, and that's uh, must be 16 years, coming up I'm for 16 it. years in December, uh, you know, one great byproduct of it is that there's a sort of group of people that have, you know, formed around this podcast that have sort of become friends and uh you know we see them at home games uh we see them at away games uh we even see them abroad jim you saw you've yeah. seen them uh you know at leon and ghent and mm-hmm. uh that's a really nice kind of byproduct i think for quite a lot of people that you know listen to the podcast and then sort of went on the facebook page um there's just some new people to go to games with isn't there rather than you know i think a lot of people end up sort of going with you know one friend or their brother or something like that and um so you know it's a quite a nice thing it just gives you some other people to go and see the games with and uh stuff like that. And one person we met through this uh podcast was was our our very good friend marie parks who from the night we met her uh just became almost seemed you know became a uh, uh, a very good friend of all of us and uh, you know we would see her at games and uh, it was great and uh, she was a really really nice person incredibly funny big personality just constantly entertaining uh, to be with I spent many nights with her after games uh, slowly getting drunk <laughs> in the beer merchant staff <laughs> and she um, very sadly died a, a few days ago and not at any great age either died in her 40s and she was a really really lovely person and she um i remember uh getting on the train um the train that goes from uh, gospel oak to barking to go to the very last uh game at the bolin ground and the doors opened and there she was standing there and i got on and it felt like a very significant moment because I'm going to the ground where I, you know, very many times saw her dad play, her dad 
Phil Parks, a uh, legendary West Ham goalkeeper. And I sort of said to her as we were talking on the train, I said, I think this is a sign. I think bumping into you, the good, you know, the daughter of, uh, uh, you know, probably the first goalkeeper, though I think I went in the 70s, you know, with my dad, but I don't really remember who was in goal then. Um, obviously, it could still have been Parks, but, but, uh, you know, it felt like a sort of a circle was was closed, and I thought, yeah, we're going to win this, and um, and we did, and uh, yes, it is. It's very sad, isn't it? Um, it's just it was such a shock, and um, you know, it's one of those sort of horrible, horrible bits of news you get that just leave you genuinely lost for words, and yes. uh, and and deeply, deeply upset, and and our really deepest heartfelt sympathies go to her to her wonderful father and her, her mother and, yeah. and to, and to her, her brother who we've also come, come yeah. to know um yeah. yeah it's just a desperately desperately sad thing and um, yeah. yeah but she was lovely really wonderful i remember we we used to um bit a group that there was zoom watch games in the in the pandemic and um, you know, I I I I got to know her, but probably not as well as you had, Phil. And, and I just remember everybody, you know, like switching off, leaving at the end of the of the game, and we just happened to be the last two people who's you know uh, who were still on the call, as it were. And mm. um, I just said, oh yeah, no, I don't. I've got to know you very well. You know, we don't often have a chat, and, and we chat. I think we chatted for it was one of the, my unlimited zoom room so <laughs> we could and we just chatted for what seemed like hours about yeah nothing really about football about just like life yeah yeah the universe and everything really and what, what a range of interesting things she had to say about everything really it, it yeah was, she was a really um lovely she's a really easy easy person to talk to and a very kind of socialized and sociable sort of human yeah. you know yeah. she was yeah. uh she yeah. was always entertaining, always funny, always interesting. Yeah, she was great. I, yeah, it is so yeah. terribly sad. Um, it really was a shock because uh, it was so yeah. sudden. Uh, came out of nowhere. Yeah. Yeah, awful. Anyway, um, yes. So um, let's move forward from the game that I had arranged to see Marie at and sadly didn't, which was the Ghent game. Um, yeah. Uh, that was very good. Um, Yes. We were sort of a little bit worried about them. You'd seen them uh, abroad in the 1-1. One, one, um, and in fact, they did look like a very good outfit to me. I was like, uh-oh, you know, this lot. And they started that way, didn't they? You yes. know, um, they're, they're tidy, you know, neat, neat football team. Um, you know, bit of energy about them. Yeah, they were, they were, there were no mugs, definitely. And, and they started the game well, you know. And they got their noses in front with a goal. So, you know, it was yeah. like that was looking all rather worrying, you know. Were, so 2 1 up in the tie, uh, yeah. 1 1 0 up on the day. Um, but then we, we sort of did what the uh, youth team were about to do a few days later and just um, found our way into the game. And then. Um, Set piece again, wasn't it? Set yeah. piece again. You know, um, yeah, it was a free kick from Bowen, wasn't it? And a great near yeah, post, near post header header from header 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 header. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Uh, and again, it was a sort of near post uh, for Antonio against Crystal Palace at the weekend from that corner. Yeah, flick yeah. on from Suchek. Yeah. Oh no, yeah. So that's far post, but is yeah. What am I thinking of? Oh, anyway. Um, well, it was uh, it was sort of nearish post flick on, wasn't it? But he, yes. he came. yeah, but, yeah. Um, 
yeah, and then uh, uh, you know, then we just got, took control of the game, didn't we? Uh, uh, after that, um, yeah, they fell apart, didn't they? They did fall apart a bit. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. Yes. Oh, yeah. We got that penalty. Our second goal was a penalty, and I, yeah, that felt quite soft, I have to say. But uh, you know, we got it. And, yeah. Uh, well, yeah. I, I mean, you know, it was it was not dissimilar to it was less blatant than the Tiago one, wasn't it? As we said earlier. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yes, it was. Yeah. Yeah. And a long time seemed to go before the referee went back. To, you know, it was one of those things where yeah, they played for a long time. A lot of before, time yeah, had passed. It was called back. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, and then a fantastic goal from Declan Rice. Yes. A run from his own half. I mean, it was Moses and the Red Sea parting before him, wasn't it? Yes, I mean, it was, I, yeah. it, um, <laughs> but yeah, what a, you know, that it's the kind of goal that he off, you know, he had, he threatens to score that kind of goals. And there was one in a, a few years ago where, where he burst all the way through the Leicester. Yeah. Mid- and hit the hit the bar, I think, with that one. And th- this was a really not only a great run as, as we've come to expect, but also a really nice, precise left-footed um, finish, wasn't it? It was, it was, a, it was yeah. a great, yeah, it's fantastic. Yeah, real Royal the Rover stuff. And in fact, yeah. sort of, you know, um, Antonio, his one was very good too. You know, that was yeah, it was a, it was quite a mazy run in its uh, own it right, finish. and uh, and a whack finish from. Possibly a bit further out than Rice's, yeah. or maybe kind of similar length. You know, it was um, that was very much the sort of thing that on another day he could put into Rosette. But um, it was uh, he hit it really hard, didn't he? Because the keeper got yeah. a hand to it. Yeah, yes, I think he did. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but it was you know it was going in, and the keeper didn't put enough glove on it to deflect yeah. it over because he was hit it because he hit it really hard. But um, uh, you know, a good, a good. Um, um, Paqueta took the penalty, didn't he? Sort of um, yes. uh, with, and he's got that stuttery, bouncy run-up thing that I really hate. I, yes, I, me too. A um, couple of minutes of interpretive dance. Worries me. Uh, Eze did the same thing with his penalty. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, I suppose the logic of it is you you're trying to commit the goalkeeper, or whatever you know. And and to be fair to Paqueta, he's taken two like that and scored them. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Shots. Once I mean, once he stops, you know, dancing around, he actually just whacks it quite hard, like Julian Dix, high yeah. in the net. You know, yeah. um, which begs the question: What is all that dancing around for? But I mean, it's just I, a guess, little bit. Um, I guess they like and, to do it. You know, and I suppose you know um, because Ben Rama took for, again, you know, for all yeah. the game, does take a decent penalty, and uh, I suppose he was trying to make because because Getter gave the ball away that led to the yeah, he did. To the game goal, and he and we've noticed we were talking, we mentioned it there were a couple of times, weren't there? He gave the ball away on um on Saturday, and that we have mentioned that he, he's got that tendency, hasn't he, to give the ball away, yeah, sometimes yeah. in quite dangerous positions. But often it is that conundrum that he's often the player looking to make a, a kind of positive forward pass, you know, to try yes. and try and be progressive and sometimes I mean, hopefully that will hopefully that will sort of uh slowly work its way out of his game but it was i mean i i had a quick look today you know in a, in advance of this podcast at the highlights of that ghent game and it's bewilderingly atrocious that he just passes yeah. it to yeah. a ghent yeah. player for yeah. no reason i'm not sure you it's such a bad pass that you can't tell who he wants to receive it you know, right. I think mm. someone doesn't make a run that he imagines they're going to. Maybe Ben Rama or something right. like that. But um, 
but it really just is into a space that the nearest person to get to the ball is is a Ghent player by a long way, you know. Anyway, yeah. we um, you know, four one was very good. We're, yeah, um, it was good. But, you it was know, good. it's gonna get harder, isn't it? Um I think Al will definitely be the best team we've faced in the tournament so far. They 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 they're they're doing all right in the league, they're good at home. Um difficult to difficult to beat, that'll be a difficult place to go, and we've got to go there second. So yeah. um, you know, can't be complacent. And then now we've got as you know, your injury to Zuma sense yeah. that we're we're perhaps, you know, running out of steam a bit. Um yeah. having had a good little run, um, you know, up until the Bournemouth game. Um Yeah. Yeah, you know, it, it's it, it yeah, we'll, you know, it's a semi final though, and we, you know, we've got the experience yeah, having absolutely, uh, you know, hopefully that will see them through. Absolutely. Yeah. Um yeah, I mean, we're, we're going to have to really get our noses in front, aren't we? Because I think it is going to be tough going to their place. And uh, Yeah, well, I mean, um, Anderlecht went there with the lead, didn't they? Um, yeah. A 2-0 lead, I think it was, and yes. um, didn't didn't Not come away with the win. So, yeah, we, we do need to, um, you know, that, that kind of home-away thing, first or second, is, is has become less of an issue now that away goals don't count double. But, yeah. but it's still not the ideal way round to do it is it um, no not really no no better to, to kind of know what you've got to do at home playing second um, but we um you know we seem to take the sort of good vibes on from that game into the Bournemouth game uh which yes. you know, was a resounding you know 4-0 win uh it's funny because they've since played some very good football under Gary O'Neill and sort of didn't they sort of pretty much go safe at the weekend and prior to the game, yeah, they're on they're on um, thirty nine points now. I think so. They're they're, they're safe. I mean, yeah. you know, that, how how odd it looked like we'd <laughs> gone above them, put them into a bit of trouble. They've just won their next two, and and uh, they had been playing well. So so all the more remarkable, really. We we really you know outplayed them and and um, uh, played some very very nice football you know yeah uh, um yeah. two of them corners uh two Cresswell corners yeah back to set pieces Antonio near post uh, maybe that's the one I'm talking about yeah. uh Antonio near post yeah. and uh then the Cresswell um corner not cleared very well and Rice's finish yes um, yeah that was the third just before half time that put the game to bed really because you know they they did play some they in the final third they they were tidy and 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 were a bit of a threat so it wasn't you know uh, a completely one-sided game but we we took our chances you know really we were um you know another great goal from Piquetta you know the the um yeah you know um Soufal you know biting into the tackle good pressing in that game at, at Bournemouth yeah. you know closing down space um and uh, uh he put in a, a really good cross that Paqueta just kind of yes. had, you know just was determined to get to and it was a good goal um yeah you know so yeah it, it just it just it did feel did feel particularly at the, you know palace that 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 the you know that their legs were weary and and uh, uh, somehow he's got to find a way of rotating some players in he brought in four hours in the palace but um as you say, giving giving Corne a minute here or a minute there is not really is not really doing 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 the job. Um, no, Downs now seems to be not one of the trusted few. Um, 
It's, well, it, it, I mean, if he was more confident in playing uh, him instead of Suchek, that would be a possible change yeah, and sort of exactly. give Suchek a little bit of yeah. a rest. Yeah. Um, you know, Suchek is, you know, like Sufal, has uh, seen a bit of a return to form in, uh, you know, since since the World Cup. Um, uh, but nevertheless, yeah. it is, you know, you've rotations just part of the modern game, isn't it? And I, well, mean, yeah. like, I mean, you know, saying that you like to work with a small squad. Well, unfortunately, football doesn't really let you do that if you're no, playing two games a week. you're going to play nine games in April. I mean, yeah. um, I mean, he does seem to now to rotate Emerson and Cresswell. Yeah. Although um, Saturday seems to think, you know, if you got hooked at half time, he obviously wasn't impressed with Emerson's performance um and uh to johnson since the calamitous game at brighton is now another one who can't really be or more in the you know more he feels he can't rely on and wouldn't be surprised to see him moved on actually over over the summer it doesn't look like he's really going to cut it as a premier league player no Well, we're about to talk about young footballers. Um, we are, yeah. Uh, yeah. Because performance we was went... good. A really good day out. You know, it was good, good performance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and, you know, a very good win. Scorp- uh, the scorpion kick from... Um, yeah, it was uh, lovely. And his reaction, the emotion of it, the relief. You know, yes, he feels he's under pressure, that he's putting pressure on himself. And that seems to be affecting his play. You know, I think he's... Um, he plays with his heart on his sleeve for now, doesn't he? He's like a yeah, uh, and, and um, I feel sorry for him. I feel I feel he's had a bit of a bum rap this season. Actually, well, he has, and I mean, uh, you know, on social media, there's been some. You know, he's had a real kind of slating. People are uh, absolutely kind of laying into him. But you're going, well, what evidence are you basing it on? Because he's hardly playing. So if in certain kind of cameos, he may be doesn't you know affect the game as much as you'd like him to it's like well he's sort of rusty you know it's he's rusty he's not getting any game time i think it's you know incredibly unfortunate how he's the fall guy for you know the new players coming in it is a like bit, yeah. i feel like in that first part of the season you know i think that 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 you know, as we've said time and time again on this podcast coming out the gate in august last year there were at least three players, starters in the first team. Four, if you include Declan Rice, who was very poor in that first game of the season against Manchester City. Um, uh, but definitely three players who were well below par, and those yeah. were Bowen, yeah. uh, Suchek and Sufal. And the, they weren't sort of getting taken off in games a bit quicker so, you know, still keep trying to start them. You know, you, if someone has a drop in form, you know, as we've seen by the return of all three of those players' form, uh, you know, it, it's not it's it's temporary. Form is temporary. Class is permanent. Um, that four now still didn't get <laughs> a look in when three players are just really not at it uh, was very extraordinary. And I mean, I I, I wouldn't be surprised if he his agent. I wouldn't have been surprised if his agent was agitating for a move in the winter transfer window because he was on the fringes and sometimes in the Spanish squad. Yeah. And, you know, not getting paid for pick for West Ham kind of did for that. And, um, you know, I could easily see him going, well, that's it. I'm off now, you know, and he's, he's been treated very badly. Yeah. 
Um, but you know, a good win. Uh, and then for five quid a ticket, we went to the um, the youth final, the under 18 we did FA um, Cup what, final. That was a joy, a real pleasure. It was, it was. Um, you know, again, you know, <laughs> uh, went, went, went a goal down, you know, and and um, I'd said to you, got on the way up, but you know, yeah, that, that it, although we've beaten them twice in the under 18 league, a lot of their young players play play up, up up in terms of their age group as indeed do one a few of ours so it's a sort of be a slightly different kettle of fish and yeah. actually they looked very lively and much the better team for the first 10 minutes didn't they, they did. deservedly went ahead very, um, uh, seven minutes they went ahead yeah so very um, early in the game. but then we just kind of blew them away in a little kind of sort of 10 minute spell in the middle of the First yes, half, it, it was, was really interesting. Goals. Quite a sort of object lesson for the first team in a way, in that I think, you know, I didn't think there was a great disparity in the sort of quality of the players on show for either team. In fact, no. I thought maybe Arsenal had a little bit more flair, more players. But West Ham's team, the under-18 team, was like a machine yes. that just rolled over them. It just went... I don't know if they were actually better footballers. They just work like a team. They're a yeah. fantastic machine. You know, everyone knows their job. You know, yeah. the fullbacks were good. Everyone did their job well. You know, no one's really going walkabout in the pitch. Those two, the number seven no. and the number eight were sort of in the centre part of the pitch. Nine, ten, eleven were in front of them. Earthy the, and Kelly. Earthy and Kelly. I liked Kelly. I think he's the yeah. seven, wasn't he? Yeah, he mm. ran out of puff a bit, yes, he didn't did. he? But yeah. my goodness me, he was everywhere in the first half and, and, and uh, you know, snappy in the tackle, but also good distribution. Read the game well. Read the game sort well. Sort of, not a big player, but sort of in, yeah. in that respect, he reminded yeah. us of Noble a little bit. Yeah, yeah, he uh, had, had that thing about him, yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, the left back's very good, isn't he? He's the guy Scars who played. Yeah, that, Ollie Scars who played uh, in the European European last group. The game. sort of dead rubber game. Yeah. Yes. The he right was back very had good. a harder time. Yeah. He was up against a very good Arsenal winger. Um, yeah. Found it a bit more difficult. But um, the centre half, that number six, who scored the good. fourth yeah. goal. He looks, you know, if he fills out, and you know, so difficult to tell with centre halves, isn't it? Because you know kids grow at different rates and yeah, sometimes yeah. they're huge bean poles, but then everybody catches them up or whatever. But um, he looked a decent, decent player. Um, uh, Mubama had, a, didn't score, but had yeah. a very good game pulling their defenders out of position, chasing yeah. lost causes, yeah. you know, quite a lot of balls over the top for him that he was never going to get to. But, but, um, <laughs> he manfully tried um, leading the line. Really, he was leading yeah, the line. You know, was, sort of yeah. quite an old-fashioned sort of, yeah. um, you know, uh, head of a kind of triangle yeah. of, you know, four yeah. players. Um, yeah, and the other striker is that who scored the second goal. The uh, a guy Marshall. No, the oh yeah, the, yeah, the, the sort of tap in, but I mean, yeah, you know, got to be in the right place to tap those. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, he is. He's got a lot of goals this season, and I thought he was impressive as well, to be honest. And then the captain, fit, yeah, yeah, Kodua, Kodua, Kodua. Yeah, um, yeah, Kodua. His, yeah, that lob chipping the keeper was just great. great. Yeah. 
did it with such confidence as well. I mean, that's yeah. like there was only one way that was going, you know. Yeah. Um, um, we've often sang at Arsenal fans, haven't we, in that stadium, 60,000 Muppets. Well, mm. there, weren't, there weren't as many of them there, uh, um, and there were about 8,000 West Ham fans there. Uh, yeah. But I do think they were Muppets. I mean, I, I, it's a cup final. You've yes. made the effort to... I think a lot of people just thought they were going to turn up. It's Arsenal versus West Ham. They would just roll us over. I think they probably had people coming with, hadn't really taken much notice of what West Ham it, yeah. team has been doing this season and, and thought, oh, this will just be a procession. Um, and then no. when they went, particularly when they went four one down, the place emptied, didn't it? Yeah. And there was still quite a long while to go. And I, I may be just flattering us, but I just don't think a West Ham crowd would have done that to their kids. No, no. One. I think it's a cup final. Yeah. You, know, you stay, don't you? And in well, the end, yeah, it was West know, Ham yeah. applauding the Arsenal team rather than any Arsenal fans. because they Yes, were yes, no. yes. To be completely clear what we're, we're saying for the listeners is that, you know, yeah, as you know, they were beaten 5-1, which... They treated the way some fans treat a Premier League team, which which is by just fucking off. So there was literally because you know at the end of that game you get a presentation, yes. and both teams are at the presentation. One of them has won, but the other team, you know, gets it's your youth team, you know, gets and and they yeah literally abandoned them to finish to an end. And that was terrible, terrible way really, to really sort of, really know, encourage up, your kids is to literally yeah. fuck off because they lose. Yeah, I, it's like some, stay and clap, stay and absolutely, absolutely. You know, they've had and their pants pulled down. They might not be feeling great about themselves, so stay and give them a round of applause because they'll be, they may well be playing for you in a couple of years yeah. in your first team, and you yeah. saw them there first, and they might have lost, but they're still your players. You know, yeah. unbelievable. I think it, it was, was nearly empty, wasn't it? Except for yeah. 8,000 West Ham fans who, Completely, yes, had to sort of applaud both teams. Yeah, and disrespectful to the West Ham team as well. I, I thought it was shocking. Uh, yes, it was. It was. It was, it was, it was a, but, but then again, you know, what What do we expect from that? Not, I think they are. Yes. Yes. Um, now we have a. Uh, uh, we need to sort of really wrap up by talking <laughs> probably about the brace of games oh, against oh. the two Manchester teams. I mean, it oh. really. You know, um, he's I mean, in a bind for tomorrow night, isn't he? What does yes, he do? Does he, he? We have to not concede a huge. You know, we can't have an avalanche yeah. so that suddenly our goal difference is as bad as everybody else's. You know, we want to try and preserve that goal difference advantage that we've got because yeah. it's worth a point. Um, so he's. I mean, obviously, we're tactically we'll 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 sit deep and we'll make it frustrating for them. A bit like we did in that, in that league cup game against them a couple yeah. of years ago. Um, you know, and, and, and just try and keep the, keep it, keep it as low as possible. Yeah. Uh, uh, but does he, does he therefore make changes? Does he rotate? Can he yeah. afford, he's got to change for Zuma. So I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm imagining, um, Kara will get a game some in some position. Um, I, I, downs, you know, I, I don't know. He's got to rest some players. If, if, if we end up, because they'll have the ball most of the time, so yeah. it's always harder when you're chasing the ball and have less possession. So, yeah, it's exhausting. Yeah. So, oh, and, you know, the more winnable game is the home fixture at the it's weekend. Man United. 
No, in fact, yeah, you know, I think we... that is winnable. I, I, yeah. can, I can see us getting something out of that. I, I, I think we'll need to, and I think the chips are down, and I, I can I can imagine us um, getting something out of that game, definitely. Yeah, so he, he is in a bind with what to yeah. do tomorrow about sort really? of resting, resting players. I mean, you'd hope that he's got a good sense of, you know, players' energy levels and their sort of reserves. Yeah. I mean, you know... You know, he took P- uh, Paqueta off on Sunday, but it does seem that, you know, Paqueta does have a pretty good engine and can kind of stay out there a long time. He, he's quite often the substitution, though, isn't he, Paqueta? Uh, he's, you know, in, in you know, if we're chasing the game, it's quite often something like Paqueta for Ings would be mm-hmm. a kind of change that he'd make. Leave Rice out there, take Paqueta off. But I feels to me like Paqueta's got a pretty good engine. He's quite an athlete, you know? And, uh, yes. You probably can leave him out there, and uh, yeah. you know, Declan is possibly the one. Yeah, sort of. Uh, you, know. you know, he he's he's an extraordinary uh, athlete, isn't he, Declan Rice? Mm. And, and we've been very very lucky that he's been injury free all this time. Yeah, yeah. So, t- touch wood, etc. Yeah, um, I'm sort of almost loath to do score predictions for. For those guys, but I, okay. feel... I mean, you know, we it could be a tight kind of two one or something, or it could be yeah. it was last season two one. You know, um, yeah. well, it could be six nil, couldn't it? I mean, yeah. depends what mood they're in. They've got to conserve a bit of it. You know, they've got important games coming up. They they they're in that mode now where they are doing enough to win the game. Yeah, not extending themselves. You know too much because they, they they've got big big important games coming up um yeah they have to win i don't think they can afford to drop points or arsenal will be back in with a shout yeah um so they will they you know you can imagine them blitzing us at the start you know really yeah. trying to early goals um i think he'll be conservative you know pep will be conservative with his team selection look to get Get you know, and then he'll have you know they've got, they've got such strength on the bench, haven't they? If they, yeah, yeah. I yeah. don't know. I don't know. I'm going to go uh, nil three. Uh, three nil to City. Mm. Yes, uh, I might take the two one then, like we got last time. We're not as good an outfit as that time, unfortunately. Yeah. That was yeah. um a sort of slightly bicycle kicky goal from Antonio, or was that the previous season? No, Lanzini, I think. Right. Late Didn't, on. I mean, they, they quite an acrobatic them. goal against them. Maybe that was the season before the sixth place yeah, finish season from yeah, Antonio. Yeah. Wasn't there? Yeah, so either yeah. like a bicycle kick or just a. Uh, but goal. that was in the, I think, wasn't that in the home game? Was it? I think the home game was a draw. Uh, well, the home game at the end of last season was a draw, wasn't it? Because uh, um, didn't we go two up? Was that the end of last season? Oh, was it? Oh, God, I'm confusing now. Oh, uh, well, <laughs> there isn't time. Uh, we'll we'll uh, check that. Go uh, away and look at us. Google it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then it's United on Sunday evening. and um, Yes. Odd game. Uh, odd time for a game. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm going to... I'm going to say one all. I'm going to go for a two-one win. I think we. Mm. I think the chips will be down, and I think we will beat them. Great. 
Great. Excellent. Well, that's it from this week's Stop Hammer Time. My name is Phil Whelans. With me has been Jim Grant. Here we go. Come on, you irons. If you want to advertise on or sponsor this show, check us out at playbackmedia.co.uk. Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello, it is your partner, Big Boy. Interested in giving back to your community while making new connections in your neighborhood? Introducing Neighbor to Neighbor, a California volunteers network that empowers you to take action, contribute to local needs, and be a part of something bigger than yourself. Visit caneighbors.com to learn more about how you can get to know your neighbor and strengthen your community. Neighbor to Neighbor, it takes a neighborhood. Hello.